0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 361 and we are going to try to make it through this episode without any gone in 60 seconds references we're talking speed. Need for speed there. It already <laughs> happened. It already it happened. It already happened. Oh, can't. Cannot avoid it, unfortunately. But all right, what we're going to talk about today uh, is we're going to talk about golf ball speed. So it's speed being something that, you know, it, it's important um, Obviously, we'll talk about this more in depth in a second, how uh, it's also important to not always be chasing speed, and also sometimes there is kind of the wrong approach, the wrong way to get to speed, Uh, and we're going to be covering that a lot more in future episodes. We're going to do a lot of episodes coming up on body mechanics and efficiency in the swing um, rather than just trying to swing as hard as humanly possible. Yep. I
1: I think this is something a lot of people don't think about. They don't think about ball speed. I think club speed kind of trumps it because everyone wants to swing faster. And then yep. when you say, well, what about your ball speed? And a lot of people say, well, what does that even mean?
0: Right. And then that's where these efficiencies come in. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and and we'll define ball speed because we know that there's a range of people who listen to the show from beginner golfers to much more experienced golfers. Uh, guys like us, we're people who've been playing the game for a little bit now, and we're learning more and more, but we're not professional. So we're also learning as we go. So I think it's a good idea to go back and kind of revisit certain definitions. But that's where it's a good point because that's where – kind of efficiency comes in so mm-hmm. yes you generate all that clubhead speed but then you need to take that clubhead speed and efficiently transfer it to the ball so that's where we're gonna we've talked smash factor. that's how we get the smash exactly. right exactly mm-hmm. and we've talked smash mm-hmm. factor here on the show before but it's going to be a good idea to kind of revisit that a little bit um we're also going to uh do our twitter tap in in a second um beyond that though you know lot of exciting things going on we're going to be doing some some indoor lessons over the next couple of weeks yeah Uh, we're going to be working with some coaches it it is difficult of course to be uh, kind of stuck indoors so to speak uh, in these winter months but you know it's a time to work on your game if you're somebody who lives in an area where you have less than a 12 month season i think a good part of because you don't really want to be making too many swing changes during like the real you know the real swing yeah, of your, sure. of your season. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good time to do that. So we're going to show you guys a little bit of that. So make sure you stay tuned to golficity in the, the YouTube channel, because we're going to bring you some of those lessons as well. What else do we got going on, Mike? One of those is going to be, we're going to get our golf game or skills assessed. Yes. Which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited about that because I think that that's where too, you, you learn so much about the areas where you need to improve. Um, i don't remember who it is so i apologize for forgetting uh but i remember seeing a post in the facebook group in the golf City facebook group where someone had just gotten um the shot scope and was doing some of his tr- uh, stat tracking and he said man it was tough to see at first the areas where he needed improvement uh, i think you know what it was the strokes gained. now that the strokes gained is is worked in with the latest update on shot scope right mm-hmm. he said oh my god there's so many areas where i need help but but Think of it like this, you know, you can look at that and be like, wow, these statistics, you know, are tough to see, but you can also look at it and be like, well, now I know where to, I need to improve because those are the spots that otherwise, if unidentified, you would not know to yeah, make absolutely. them better.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what
0: needs improvement. And I think I already know going into it, but curious to see. But you never know. Sometimes you get surprised and and then that way you can be efficient. So another thing that we're also going to do on the podcast coming up is uh, we're going to talk about how to be more efficient with your practice by really honing in and creating a practice plan that's specific to you. Mm. Because a lot of times too, it's wasted time in our practice because we don't realize that um, we're just kind of like, moving through our practice session without direction whereas if you have that focused like to do it's almost like a to-do list mm-hmm. like you know what the things that need to be done around your house you write them down and you, you check them off right. Right? right you don't just randomly go around your house just seeing if every outlet works, you know what I mean? And just doing whatever you, you got to make sure that you you're using your time wisely. So we're going to do that in a future episode as well. So if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, as well as we do the podcast on YouTube and Facebook watch as well, if you prefer to watch the show, but make sure you subscribe because we've been working really hard on this and all the things that we're working on in our own game, we're going to talk about here. Yep. So that's exciting. All right. Let's uh, let's dive into this week's Twitter tap. And, and if you guys are not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity so that you can be a part of the Twitter tap in conversation each week. Uh, and this week um, we asked and, and this is going to be a fun one because we've got some stuff planned for ourselves. But we asked, do you have a golf trip planned for this year? And if so, tell us where you're headed and I'll tell you what, Mike, I think there's a lot of people who are playing catch up from They're not itching. getting to travel yep. last year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I mean, and and I know it. it, it this is not only th- something that once we're traveling in will be good for golfers, but it'll be good for the resorts again, because I know a lot of golf courses and golf resorts are really hurting by the shutdown in travel over the last year. Yeah. Um, but I, we announced just our news on last episode that... Right. Pinehurst. Pinehurst.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait. We'll be down there for about four to five days. We're just going to be playing a lot of golf. I saw that itinerary already. So I'm super excited. Cross my fingers. We're going to make it happen. Um, But there's a lot of good ones on here. Uh, Right off the bat, I want to just jump in here. Curtis... This is funny. Curtis called bro, I wish. But now that you mention it, I might need to show my wife the spa packages at Innisbrook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thinking outside the box, Curtis. I love it, you know, and the same as my wife, and I know your wife has said the same as we've hung out many times, the four of us saying, like, hey guys, you go to these courses. Where are these like great spas? Yeah. And, you know, and it's a great thing, absolutely, because everybody wins. Yeah, so and we
0: have played that card many times. Many times. You know, you start with that part of the brochure. That's it. Oh, there's golf there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? <laughs> but speaking yeah. of Piner, some of the other guys from our team, too, will be there. Um, I believe Eric Benzenberg is yes. going to be traveling there. What's he doing, like a bachelor party or he's something? He's doing a bachelor party, but mm-hmm. he's also been doing some great work with with uh, building out Golficity Travel. Yep. So if you haven't followed that account on Instagram, check out Golficity Travel, uh, as well as he's going to be doing some, some write-ups for Golficity on the website, um, which is really cool because it's cool to highlight some of these things that you might not be aware of and learning about some of these great travel destinations. And that's one great thing, too about golf and our sport in general is that it also includes this piece of seeing new places and traveling to new, new spots. But um, I'll tell you what, um, Curtis, one thing too to check out, talk about spas, and this is something we want to really get out and do, but out at Kohler. Kohler. Yeah. Uh yeah. now you got whistling straights and all and some great golf courses. But supposedly, and we haven't seen it firsthand yet, but they've got the Kohler spot. The Kohler spot, I
1: think it's like the best.
0: It's like, yeah, supposedly yeah. the best in the country. So if we get a chance to check it out firsthand, we'll make sure to show you guys. But uh mm-hmm. there's another spot where you can play some Real Premier Golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and have your wife be happy as well. Um, let's see here. What other ones do we have?
1: Uh, Casey loves golf. This one popped uh, in a, because I've seen the name before. He said, hoping to hit Big Cedar Lodge this year. I think that's in Branson, Missouri. Um, he says, I have to get the details ironed out with the guys, hoping they don't drag their feet. It's only a few hours from my house, but far enough away. So that's the place. And I responded because that's where Scott McCarron, he uh, he got married. And yeah. he came on the show, and he was talking about it. And I've always loved the way that place looks. I wish we could we can get out there one day. Yeah, and that's, that's Top with of the that rock. epic range, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That,
0: we, we showed that on Twig as well. I think once. they've
1: got that par three that's, like, the best, in the, like, nicest in the country. That personally. place
0: is gorgeous. Um, John Dunnigan says Myrtle for his silver anniversary. He there you said, go. This April, Myrtle Beach in April. Be yeah. Beautiful. He said golf is already booked. It's going to be spectacular. That's it. I mean, and how that's part of this too, when you book a golf trip, that excitement you feel. Yeah. I still remember when playing Kiwa, when, when we had the wedding, uh, my, my wife's, um, uh, cousin's wedding, I ended up because in some of these places too, here's another tip, man, book them as far in advance as you can, because while even you maybe even get something into the resort, sometimes the hard part is the tea time. And I ended up having to book to play the ocean course. I think it was four months in advance. Mm -hmm. And the further out, like we knew from traveling to Scotland, uh, trying to play like the um, the old course and some of these places – book as soon as you know that you've got the trip because definitely. otherwise the last thing you want to do is, is travel and get to the resort and not being able to play the courses you want to play so definitely book them out in advance but i tell you what the excitement you do feel once you have that on the book books man you got just a little extra spring in your step you got something to look forward feel good
1: ready that's how i feel right now at pinehurst and i started like setting up my office i started packing already it's like yeah. three months away
0: <laughs> that's how excited i am it's crazy i see myrtle beach quite a bit yep, uh, seeing myrtle uh, it's not a thing that we've got to do at some point um
1: well, here's Let's, a good one. I given uh, Mike Williams a shout out here. Nothing at the moment, but might turn the couple days before my wedding into a mini golf trip. So, getting married at Mountain Creek. So, Bally Owen and Wild Turkey are currently on the list of must play right in our backyard. There you go.
0: And, uh, and you
1: went to a wedding at Bally Owen, and I think part of the bachelor party you played. We played. Balli-Owen. We played. So.
0: now, which was funny because the the crew we played with were not all golfers, but you know the the groom got two free foursomes as part. Yeah. Of so it after I think it was five and a half hours, the sun went down. We didn't finish 18. We, we had to leave, but look, again, I'm not the type of guy I've said this before that I'm going to, I'm going to, That's not going to ruin my day to not get to finish. It's the experience. And to me, it was cool. And I know it can be frustrating as a golfer to be slowed down by Mm non-golfers. But again, there's two sides to every coin. And the other side of that is the fact that you're out there having fun with your buddies who maybe otherwise don't really know the game, or weren't exposed to it. And for all you know, you come out of that with somebody who now gets a little bit of interest and wants to start to learn the game. That's how we grow the game. So, yes, while I agree it can be frustrating to go out there and play with non-golfers, if you think about the other side as, you know, your own kind of stewards of the game if you're out there and showing people how much fun it can be and you're bringing more people into the game that's how you grow the game yeah 100%. that's really how you grow the game and mike by the way congratulations on the wedding frank and i are going to
1: crash the wedding it's right in our backyard we will be there i went to a wedding at, at mountain creek i just want to mention this not last summer we had to take a chairlift to the top to the reception freaked out the whole way because you know me in heights yeah yeah
0: yeah chairlift to the top and then but the reception was beautiful so congrats and i'll tell you what I just watched, rewatched Red Wedding Crashers the other night. There you go. And uh, I was going to send you a screenshot because we the outfits because the outfits. we want to do that you know yep we have a, we have some plans for crashing <laughs> an event maybe later this year with it might involve the pga tour so, yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned for that um lastly just kind of mentioning here i see uh pebble beach ryan donovan pebble beach uh wow i mean if you can play pebble every person we've ever talked to who's been out there and played pebble and the, the surrounding courses have said it's been a dream come true Sure. but yeah. i tell you what remember when you ran the numbers of the cost to play there yeah it was thousands yeah because a lot a big part of it was stay staying play. staying yeah. right mm-hmm. there's a lot of courses too where you have to stay in order to play mm-hmm. and i'm thinking was one of those bay hill because bay hill is yep. private yep but i think if you stay somewhere in association with it then you could play it you could play it so there are ways to get on certain courses that you might not otherwise but you have to stay in order to play but anyway um, great stuff and, and like I said and you guys have been awesome about this so continue doing so for the Twitter tap in uh, if we did you know if we didn't get your response here drop them in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook because saw a lot of the comments and responses coming in to last week's episode so really appreciate that and that way we can kind of keep the conversation going because it is fun to talk about like I said once you got that golf trip on the books man you're excited oh absolutely it gives you something to look forward to it does it mm-hmm. does what do you say we do a, a quick word from our sponsors and then we're gonna hop into Twitter Talking a little bit about ball speed. speed. Let's yes. do it. And here is a great segue to talking about speed. Wanna thank this week's sponsor, Titleist, the TSI drivers. They represent the best in Titleist, peerless perspective. A pursuit of speed and they continue to invest in the minds the material and the technology it takes to push boundaries of speed while sacrificing nothing when it comes to performance again couldn't be better timing on this one because you and i both picked up ball speed with the new tsi and we had tremendous ball speed gains when we went to the ts prior to that and what's really cool is that Titleist took everything that they learned from developing the real groundbreaking technology that went into the TS drivers and then took that and stepped that up by everything that they learned all the stuff the feedback they get from players as high as the PGA Tour down to your everyday average golfers they took that information and they were able to put that into the TSI and again even more speed out of it and really sacrificing nothing when it came to control. I've said my TSI, it's my fairway finder. Mm-hmm. We talked about in our goals episode, we talked about uh, hitting some of our goals, and one of mine was was hitting more fairways, which undoubtedly those numbers went up. So it's more than just a, a, an extension in the, in the franchise. The TSI really is an investment in your game. It's going to pay... For dividends for years to come, and that's another thing I like about a driver. It's a bit of an investment, but a great driver will last you quite a few seasons. And it's a r- another reason why we always say get fit. You know, because you're, it's something that it's going to be part, a big part of your game for a long time. And, and a good driver is going to set you up for better scoring by getting a little more distance, getting you in the fairway, getting your it's chance. It's going to give you greens. all those feels. Yes. You know, when you croak that nice drive, it, it's ugh, few it's things so that good, feel man. better than that. few it's things so that good. feel better at. So visit Titleist.com to learn more about the TSI series drivers. Absolutely.
1: And FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Those guys are committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible, providing you with the best gear to make everyday playable. Now, guys, check out. You got to check out. I don't know if you're, if you're a shoe junkie or not. I don't care. Go to FootJoy, check out the new
0: Hyperflex. Sick. Oh, sick. Sick. Yeah.
1: Probably the nicest golf shoe I've ever seen. It is it's everything you want in a golf shoe. But yeah. more to come on that. And suit. with
0: the Boa, it's so clean. Oh man, so it's clean. So no clean. laces, yeah. just a little click click. So clean.
1: Excellent. Also, I don't want you guys to forget about the Hydro Series. I've been talking about it for weeks, but we're still in that cold winter climate. And let me tell you something, the Hydro Series line of rain jackets includes so many different options. You can go light, you can go a little thicker, depends on where you're teeing it up in the country. If you're going on that golf trip, and it's going to be a little cold. I don't know why you would flee the winter cold to go somewhere cold, (sighs) but... If you're going to do depends it depends on the course I It guess. depends on the course and yeah. it depends on your preference. So, uh, check out the FootJoy performance lineup this year. The all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket, my favorite, that was designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf, visit footjoy.com/medp.
0: Cold is one thing, cold and wet is a whole other story. It's a whole different story. You stay dry out there, trust me, you can be able to play a lot longer. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about ball speed. And, and again, like I said, the, we try to make sure in these episodes that we talk about the things that we've learned as we pursue growing in this game. And we try to do it through the lens of saying, have a little bit of something for everyone in here. So if you're a more experienced golfer, you may think, well, ball speed, okay, I, I get it. But you never know, there might be some things in here. It's always good as a refresher. So so definitely hang around for that. For our newer golfers, we'll also try to define some of the different things. So ball speed, I think, is something that's getting a lot more visibility in recent years because technology has advanced so much so quickly. Good example of this. Just last episode, we talked about the in-range technology and we talked about some of the different top tracer and other types of radar-based systems that are being brought to just your average driving ranges. Uh, And you're starting to see this more and more. Additionally, we're starting to see launch monitor technology Mm -hmm. become much more widely available. So whether it's something like the Rapsodo or the Mevo, or there's so many different ones, or even these homes type of simulator situations. So we've tested out with OptiShot, the home simulator. There's a couple other ones out there that more and more we're getting the technology that it takes to, to... track and measure ball speed, which is not something that's easy to do when you think about how fast the golf ball is moving. I mean, this all happens in a blink of an eye. So whereas again, before ball speed, I mean, years ago, before we were measuring, we were just looking more or less at trajectory and distance, stuff that you could witness with the eye. Mm-hmm. But now you, you know, your eye is never going to be able to witness the difference in 10 miles an hour in ball speed. Right. But you're able to get it because we're measuring it better. So as we measure, we now set new baselines for areas where we can improve.
1: Yes, but my big thing, I come back to these numbers. It's like, okay, you know these
0: numbers. Now what? You know, like, yeah. what do I do to make me a better player? Well, you benchmark them. So that's where you... you It's not something that you need to be measuring your ball speed every single day unless there's something very specific you're working on with ball speed. And you want to make sure that what you're doing is Mm -hmm. you get that immediate gratification that it's working. But otherwise, it's kind of like checking in every once in a while and just seeing, like measuring my ball speed, noting what that ball speed is. It can be even one of your goals. Again, it's a measurable thing that then you can then benchmark your own progress against. So if you start to see that ball speed going up, you know that you're doing something. Well, some of the stuff we'll talk about how to improve in the right direction, vice versa. If you start to see that ball speed coming down, you can start to take a relook at things like equipment. Is Mm. it time? Is your equipment kind of aging a bit? You can look at and, and fit is it is it fit is it you know does it time for a new fitting you can look at things like health and okay. fitness so fair enough so ball speed could help you improve your game well 100 I, I get mean, it more balls more of an indicator more distance yes absolutely but also like i said just checking in and seeing am i going in the wrong direction because if you're going the opposite direction there could be something fitness wise that right. you need to reassess mm. uh it could be strength it could be mobility um you, you never know it could be an injury that's causing you to be able to n- rotate less sure. and as part of that you're starting to lose ball speed so it's important but kind of jumping back into that what is ball speed and it's really kind of simple it it's it's the measurement of the speed of the ball when it leaves the club face so obviously it's measured at that moment for consistency because otherwise as the ball interacts with the air there's friction it's going to slow down the Mm -hmm. ball speed's gonna slow down so when you see that number miles per hour it's usually measured in um, you're gonna say like that's right at impact, and that's where we need these devices that can measure that. It's, it's usually it's sophisticated radar that is able to to track that. Kind of like how a police, you know, the police right. you know, are, are giving you that speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. It's a similar type of thing. So. What kind of numbers should you be looking for? Well, this is, this is really going to greatly vary based on your skill ability, your age, your physical ability. It's all that's going to vary. So everyone should kind of set and know their own ball speed. But just to kind of show you what the high end of the spectrum looks like, your average tour professional, PGA Tour professional, and it, this is we're talking about with, with driver here. Because mm-hmm. obviously your ball speed is going to be different with each club is going to generate the most ball speed 175 miles an hour is pretty much you know kind of the the high end and the, you know for the most of the pga tour players you've got your long ball guys you're going to see there and then your extreme long ball hitters somewhere around 190 miles an hour if you can believe it or not that yeah. golf ball is traveling 190 miles an hour when it leaves the when club it leaves phase. the club phase. And then the same.
1: And what did we say Bryson was at about 203, I think he hit
0: 203. So, so when you talk about Bryson the Shambo, like the, the like top, top, you know, long ball hitters on tour, and he's somebody who, again, talking about measuring ball speed, if you follow him closely in his social, you can see how much work he's put into that with mm-hmm. speed training and things like that. Um, and then there's the guys who are doing the, I mean, the absolute extreme would be the the long drive co- competitors, yeah. and they're like ridiculous. Two thirty, Kyle Berkshire. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Two thirty. Two thirty. Can on. you imagine? But again, well, what's the point of this? The point is is a measurement, and the point is not to compare yourself against the PGA Tour pros. You know, I think that that's where the wheels come off sometimes. Is that you get somebody who you know is fit and they they've got the ability to move, and then now they start. Chasing the numbers that the PGA tour players have and things like accuracy and that falls out the window. Mm-hmm. So this is a good idea to have as a reference, but the reality is you really want to kind of benchmark against yourself. You know, find out what your ball speed and work on improving that rather than work on trying to be like the, the tour pros and you know, right out the gate. Um, and why is it important? I mean, look, this doesn't take it's not too hard to explain. You don't need a degree in physics. The faster the ball is traveling, the further it's going to go. And the further you're able to advance the ball, the the shorter approach shots you're going to be able to have. So if you drive the ball just a few yards further, it could be the difference between hitting a 7-iron or a 9-iron into a green. And as we all know, the closer you get, it's easier to put that closer to the pin when you don't have to cover as much distance. So it is important. It is not, I would not say it's the most important thing. I mean, we even see guys on tour who are not notoriously long off the tee that are able to compete at the highest level. Um, thinking like Billy Horschel, yeah. these other guys that they're in there, they're in the mix, but they're never were considered like 190 mile an hour ball mm-hmm. speed guys. So that's even at the highest level. So it's not, like I said, this is not something that should be your key point of focus, um, but it should be part of your game and part of understanding it for all the reasons we mentioned earlier.
1: Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And I saw it, you know, the big difference. I know we're going to jump into that in a second, but when we did the TSI fitting, that's how I saw how important ball speed was. Right when we did that
0: equipment change. It also shows how important a fitting is because a good fitting is going to do that. They're going to have you on a Trackman or Mm -hmm. some sort of very accurate measuring device. You're going to show ball speed and then as you fine tune, so that might be, weighting adjustments in the head right that might be shaft because remember the shaft being kind of some people explain it as the engine or or the transmission in Mm -hmm. in that case that's where you're going to get a little bit more of that that ball speed so yes we see these great advances in the technology of the club like the like we talk about the tsi but then you take that you kick some gains that you get right off the bat from the new face or whatever it may be the aerodynamics Mm -hmm. then you dial it in in a fitting so that's one spot where you're really going to see ball speed coming to play in a fitting
1: and it was like exceptional i mean i think the numbers for me were with the old driver it was like in the high 150s and i believe the numbers were like 167 165 with yeah. the tsi so mm-hmm. the jump was huge and that was just a club change yeah that was not anything else you know i wasn't improving my swing mechanics the past couple of months
0: right anything like that we just swapped out equipment and boom Right. So in talking about how to get more ball speed, that would be the first thing. Equipment. Take a look at your equipment. And and remember, it doesn't take a jump as much as you saw there to make a big difference. Right. I believe the statistic we heard from one of the fitters was, I think, five mile an hour in ball speed translates to about 10 more yards distance. Maybe it's even more. But remember, there's also the, the transfer of that power. So it's you, you're measuring club head speed but then you're going to measure ball speed. Yeah. So remember, you can get that club moving, but if you're not hitting the sweet spot and and really transferring the power that you generate from that club into the ball, then that's another area where you may lose ball speed. So that's where we measure smash factor. We did a whole episode on that. So go back and check out the episode on smash factor for some more information. There's also some great articles on Golficity about it. But what that really talks about is the the. Smash Factor is the measured transfer of power from the club to the ball. Right. And there are certain physical limitations to how much you can physically transfer. There's also um, certain USGA standards that the club manufacturers have to conform to that you can only use. Have just such a, so much transfer, so we kind of all go for a one point five in smash factor. Um, but once you reach that, you know that everything that you're you're generating, the most possible that you're generating from the club is transferring to the ball.
1: Yeah, definitely. I want and to that's find something. That stat, look, though. What was that? I think it was one, three yards for one
0: mile per hour. Every three yards for every one mile per hour. It was something like that. Yeah. It was like didn't need huge mile per hour yeah. changes mm-hmm. in ball speed to get more distance. Um, so again, again, a big one is. Uh, equipment, mm-hmm. and this is why we've, we've harped on it before. You're going to hear us continuing to harp on it. A fitting is so important um, because, sure, you may pick up a club off the rack and hit it at the at the range or demo it on a course, and it it may sound great. You know, the trajectory looks great, but by really putting it in a good fitting on a measured device and looking at things like ball speed and then tweaking it with weight adjustments, shaft adjustments, that's where you're going to start to see where you're you're getting a really calculated improvement in, in ball speed. So equipment be the first thing. And on the other side of that too, it's not just always chasing the latest and greatest equipment. It can also be just as we said, put measuring your ball speed every once in a while just to see if your equipment is, is, is a little bit older yeah, and it's exactly. starting to to lose a little bit of its punch, so to speak. And I'm
1: sure you'll get that feedback right away. You know, with the, yeah. with the simplest, go to the
0: local store and swing a club, swing the next club, swing the next club, look at it, look, look at the at data right. and say, wow. And that's why it's so great now we have these personal launch monitors. Mm-hmm. So you can do that just every once in a while on the range, just check in, whether it be, like I said, the, the um, Mevo or the. Mm-hmm the soto, you put it down and you just kind of look at your ball speed so that's that's a big way to keep an eye on that the other one is improving your swing mechanics and and this is something that again stay tuned for this because we're going to cover this in detail in a future episode where there's the idea of just swinging as hard as you can and then efficiently mm-hmm. and i think I believe this this quote goes back to, I think I heard this from Tiger Woods where he said his father had told him, swing as hard as you can so long as you can hit the center of the face. And I think some of us only hear the first half of that sentence, Mm -hmm. swing as hard as you can. And what happens is we start to swing so hard and and we've talked about balance before and it's another topic we're going to talk more about we swing so hard we become off balance it's much easier to maintain your balance when you're swinging controlled when you start to swing as hard as you can (laughs) i mean take it to the (laughs) limit sometime right just you don't even have to hit a ball just swing as hard as you can and note what happens to your balance are you falling forward back whatever it only takes, remember how big that club face is and how that the ball. They're both very small. And the, the moment the spot where that club face actually makes contact with the ball is so small, mm. just moving that around a half inch in any one direction can cause a tremendous difference in the transfer of energy that we were saying, you know, out towards the toe or in towards the heel. So does it make more sense to swing a little bit more controlled and transfer more energy? Yes, you know, versus you may generate all the swing speed in the world, and if you can't transfer it to the ball, you're not going to get the ball speed. Yeah. So if you see a huge disparity in club head speed and ball speed, you know that you're doing something wrong, and that's smash factor. Exactly,
1: and I think we because we, we, we want it both, right? I want to be able to swing as hard as I can, but also, like, controlled and hit the sweet spot every time. Right. So my big thing, and I, I think a lot of us always say we're going to work on something. One thing over the winter, what's it going to be? And I think it's doing that. And we started doing this in the sim. We just started swinging at 10%. Yeah. It's like, let's start doing that to get up and just start slowly get dialing it up a little more and mm-hmm. more so that I could swing a little faster, but not incredibly fast, but get my timing right and transfer more of that energy.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we, we've been seeing that, as Mike was saying, around social media a lot where you see guys sharing, them swinging at 10%, 20% and going up. It's an exercise you can try, too. It's hard to swing at 10%. It's so hard. I'll tell you I don't even know much. what that means. Right. But try that and then see where's my break point. At what percentage do I start to lose control of where the ball's going to go? What percentage do I start to lose control of my own balance and mechanics? Well, yeah.
1: I think a lot of those aids that we're using are, are going to help us with that. Those salteds and those body tracks over there because we, you know, we can go through those drills and say, all right, 10%, you were nice and steady. And this is what Sprecker's going to come in and hopefully show us. At 20%, you were good. At
0: 30, 40%, uh-oh. Yeah. What happened? A little weight, a little shifted. Yeah. What happened? So I can't wait to do that. And that it. is, if you guys didn't just check out uh, you know our video just just this Past week uh, for salted, again, great technology. We're talking about, you know, something that it's an insole that goes in your shoe that measures your balance. Smart insoles. And, and that's where you can see it. You can start to see if you're if you're moving around. But just keep this in mind. Golf, it's it's not about raw effort. So many of us think that it's about raw effort. It really comes down to mechanics. So if you can improve your technical mechanics, you should start to see that ball speed get better. And a big part of that is balance. So obviously there's balance. There's other things like lag and and things like that that go into it, but really uh, putting a focus on, on mechanics more so than just raw power will start to create a shift in in your golf game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how many times you listen to this to us regularly, we talk all the time about focusing on fundamentals and a big fundamental is all about getting those mechanics down. That's what it's all about, Frank. Right now you could have the best mechanics in the world, mm-hmm. and then you say, "Okay, I am, I am at a 1.5, you know, on my smash factor every time. I'm transferring everything I'm generating to the ball. Now, how do I improve? What's the next step? Now, I've got. If you get to that point, then first of all, I pat you on the back because it is hard to get mechanics that repeatable. You can always work on improving. Even the best players in the world are always working on sure. getting more mm-hmm. consistent. But at that point, the next spot for gains, fitness, Mike. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this is where you've seen a lot of improvement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, strong legs, strong core, uh, balance and rotation. You can't rotate if you're not flexible. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. It all works
0: together. So I think this is one of the most important. It is. And this is where, too, I think a lot of us have seen a revolution Mm -hmm. in golf over the past couple of years. Whereas, you know, going way back, you think Tiger was kind of one of the pioneers of of fitness in golf. And you start to see, you know, guys out there who are golfers really looking like athletes, then all of a sudden you start to see a switch where it was becoming less and less the um, less and less the outlier and more and more the norm we're seeing so many guys on tour who are so focused on fitness um, even not the guys who wouldn't consider the the most built guys right. you get a guy like Justin Thomas he's working hard in the gym on being able to cre- he's got that lean muscle and most importantly as you said flexibility and balance we're starting to see these very focused exercises where these guys are working on you know balance balls and things like that really stabilization core think about it if you're rotating your body as fast and hard as you can it really requires a great core strength mm-hmm. in order to keep the balance while doing that because if you don't have that as soon as you start swinging this weight that's pretty far away from your body around you're going to start to fall in different directions yeah definitely, definitely so this is where that really comes in i gotta tell you other than but that peloton was the greatest thing I ever got in my life you know <laughs>
1: i'm so glad you, you convinced I me mean, but 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 the um the other thing I got was this boxing bag, but this little boxing bag in my house. And this goes back to Doctor Will's point about the hitting lefty. Yeah, like you know, like yeah, you could you were gonna punch that all day as a righty, and that right hook feels good. Yeah. you start throwing those lefts, it feels weird. But let me tell you something: the power you build on yeah. that left side, yeah, I think that's gonna work wonders for me because I'm feeling stronger on my left side. It's 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 the weirdest feeling. But he's absolutely right. Well, he's Doctor Will.
0: Yeah, anything he says, we listen to. That's it, right, and and that's that's so true. I mean. that's where again where fitness is becoming so specialized in and of itself Mm -hmm. um whereas before it was just like go to the gym and just lift or whatever but now things like you're saying like boxing and things like that we're improving our rotation and our strength there um i think one of the the better ones we had was we when we had scott stallings on the podcast and you saw his dramatic change when he Mm -hmm. put a strong focus on fitness and now he's a big crossfit guy uh so he's done a you know a lot with that And, and that's where you're just building up these other areas of the body but other ones of course Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. you know the things that we've seen uh um, yep. what's his name do Bryson DeChambeau like it's it's incredible um but y- there's not a there's not a pro level golfer at this point who's not doing something in the gym I know John Daly likes to Maybe, make you yeah. think he does right. nothing in the, other than lift like a beer can once in a while but you know there's also people who might be freaks of nature yes but for the most part just to compete at that level we're seeing them put almost equal time at this point in the gym as they are working on their part of
1: their it's part of their golf practice
0: it is and almost every premier pro has a fitness coach who is working as closely with them as a swing coach is absolutely so that's another area yeah Yeah. can you imagine some
1: life got my fitness coach and my golf coach coming over later
0: can you imagine And your nutrition and coach nutrition and everything coach. like that, but <laughs> what comes with that is a a big payroll that yeah. you've got to support, right? And b a lot of pressure, and a busy life, yeah, yeah mm. a lot of pressure. A lot of but pressure. but it is it is kind of living the dream for a lot of us who want to be out there playing golf all the time. But for that's sure. that's really the main thing. So so kind of like quickly recapping, a checking in with your equipment. You know, every once in a while, and, and we're going to do, actually, we've got an, an episode coming up. We're going to bring another master club fitter on the show. We're going to talk again about really the benefits of, of getting properly fit. So we're going to talk about frequency and things like that. So stay tuned for that. But equipment would be the first thing to check in on for ball speed. Another thing, swing mechanics. Mechanics is something that you can work on until your dying day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just, and, and I think that while it can be frustrating for some golfers, I think once you find the comfort in that and knowing that there's like the beauty of, of of working on your mechanics and getting the body to do what you want it to do, you it's a new level of the game, a depth of the game that you start to really enjoy. And that's something that, I've put such a strong focus on lately, Mike. I've been doing my my basement kind of yep. grind mm-hmm. sessions, and I'm just working on always swinging at what it feels like 70%. In reality, it probably isn't. We talk about, you know, feel versus real. Sure. I'm swinging probably harder than 70% because it's hard to not swing the golf club and just send it. Yeah, you know, it, it really is, is hard. It is hard. But, um, but by feeling like I'm doing 70%, I'm staying more in control, more balanced. So balanced um, posture, mechanics, find the beauty in practicing that. And you'll you'll find a new depth of this game. That's for sure. And then the last thing, fitness gains, that's it. You know and just being able to get stronger, and again, this is not necessarily about bulking up. If you want to bulk up, by all means, go for it. I would do it under you know some guidance uh, uh, so that you don't lose flexibility. But again, it's about developing the body kind of uniformly and not overdeveloping dirt in certain spots where you lose some flexibility, but there's just so much great golf fitness tips out there now. Um, I think even yoga is terrific for it. Flexibility. You got to be flexible in order to rotate. Yes, um, definitely. I was showing Spreck a, a video of myself where I'm like, I get to the top of the swing and I start to come up and I'm like, why did I come up there? He goes, because you stopped rotating. It looks like a flexibility issue. He goes, once you got to there, you didn't have any more flexibility. So all your body could do with the momentum was kind of just lift up to absorb it. Right. And yep. you learn right mm. there. Be like, Huh? If I can just work on a little more flexibility here, I might get even more ball speed.
1: And that's not even that's not easy to work on. No. You gotta push the limits to make yourself flexible. Yeah. You know, and it hurts. It could be painful. But yeah.
0: It, that's why you gotta you gotta do it right you to injure yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, it also it adds another caveat of injury prevention. Absolutely. Because being not flexible and then trying to swing a golf club as hard and as fast as we do, that can be recipe for injury. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's everything we have for you this week. Hopefully you learned a little bit something about ball speed. If you've got some of your own tips, tricks, some maybe either exercises drills anything that you've worked on um, that you want to share with the community post it in the comments below or share it in our Facebook group because we'd love to have you guys share that you can get to the show notes for everything we talked about today by going to golfisty.com slash episode 361 and like I said make sure you subscribe on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is because we are going to be lining up a lot more of this follow-up instruction to dig deeper into these different areas and because we're not instructors ourselves there's areas where we want to get a little bit more expertise we're going to bring some experts in. We're going to have some great interviews on the podcast coming up really soon over the next couple weeks. So make sure you subscribe for that and we'll see everybody again next week.